The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The sooner you realize I'm the man, the better we'll both be. Raging L.A. My goodness. I told myself, look, it's either you or him, but there's, there's no judges tonight. Okay, so either I wake up and trying to figure out what happened, or I'm on the other end of that. C.J. Vergara. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. We're <laughs> dangerous. Listen to me, we're out of here. <laughs> and that's how we start. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. <laughs> Wait, Matt, Matt is a hearty man having a hearty laugh. That's okay. Oh I'm ready now, dude. I had a little something in my throat. Oh, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Excuse me, what were you saying? Welcome to what? We have today, we have uh, CJ Vergara making his first appearance on our show. Of course, an ally of Quinta returns. And, of course, uh, Phoenix Carnavale. Thank you, Phoenix, for joining us. Oh, it's so awesome to be here. Can I just say that the UFC Unfiltered fans are the best? That I, they hit me up all the time and give me props for being on the show. So thank you, UFC Unfiltered fans. I really feel the love. Oh, good, good. Yes, I, I've yet to read any good good reviews, but I'm happy that you're getting them because I'm certainly not. <laughs> Speaking of reviews, Jimmy, yep. I like to do. We're not saying, we're not doing it now. Good, but Phoenix, tell Jimmy about a text you got this morning. It was like, "Hi, Phoenix. Great to see you on the show later today. Have you seen Dune?" So I know he's excited to share his thoughts and feelings about this movie that we've both recently just watched. Ah, well, now you. you and that's all I'll say. So and then you said, "Yes, of course, of course." I, I'm a nerd, of course. Of course I went I to see it. I was so happy, and <laughs> I because I talk. I try to talk about these things with Jimmy, and you but know, I texted you too, Phoenix. How come you didn't mention my text? You you text me? Yeah, I didn't get a text from you. I guarantee you, there's a text from me. Did you look? <sighs> I'm afraid now. Is it a dick pic or is it? A- <laughs> <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Oh, it said something that Dune stinks. <laughs> Wait a second. You just said that next, that it, next he now? said that Dune is a big turd. That's what he said. He, first, all right, well, first of all, you know by now that little Jimmy has a little dark heart. And he can, <laughs> he can be very mean. He knows how much I – I'm not going to talk about it if I like. Really quick, we're going to review it later. 
Yeah. But, but, but Phoenix, really quick, we're going to discuss it later. Did you like it, though? I did. I thought it was a little long, and I thought the music volume was way too high, and I'm uh, like, I'm getting old because I want to lower this. <laughs> well, I mean, well, listen. But you that's, have it, that's all. Power, you have in your power to lower yep. it. The point, the point is. No, no I no, went she, to see means, it in the She theater. means in the, in the, the yeah. Oh, in the theater. I, yeah. I'm not that person, though. I don't need the sound to make me feel like I'm there. I don't want to be in a war. I'd like to watch it. Yeah. Like, I don't need to feel like I'm in the death. death you don't need the rumble, exploring. right? Like, yeah. No. My fiance I, is like, wants it to be loud. I'm like, no. How did Vic like it? He loved it. I liked it. He loved it. Well, I, can we have Vic on as a guest? Is he there? <laughs> No, he's not there. He's I want I want to I loved it. We're gonna talk about listen. I'll see it. Do I need to see anything else first or can I just see this? No, you could just watch this. You could just watch this. But you might want to have Wikipedia on hand. I wanna we're gonna discuss more in detail because I like people who are like, oh I want to talk about it now. So they they look forward to this. So we're gonna talk about it more later. Okay, for sure. We've got other great things coming up today though. Oh yeah? Well raging now. I love raging now. Yeah, I can't wait to meet um who's the other gentleman we have on? CJ Vergara. I can't wait to talk this. First time CJ's on this show, Jimmy. Yes, I know. What's up, man? What's up, Raging Al? Is that a pool table? Yes. Are you any good? I suck at pool. I'm pretty good, I think. I think I'm all right. You know what it is? I got the small table. It's like the there's like the bar size table, and then there's the professional table. So I'm pretty good on the bar size table. But then when I go to the big table, it's like, oh, totally different. The angles throw me off. Everything throws me off. So I'm like, I'm good on the bar size table. Don't you find it frustrating? Like people say it's a very relaxing pool, but I'm so bad at it. I find it like I, I'm so bad at like walking something down the rail. I just, I find it infuriating. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like golf too. Golf's the same thing. A lot of people, I think you got to break through the point of frustration and then then it gets kind of relaxing. But for me, golf is like that. I get frustrated. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the golfer. So when I go, when I go golfing, I'm the frustrated one. Everyone else, everyone else is hitting all these beautiful shots. They're all nice and relaxed, but me, I'm <laughs> hitting it. It's going this way. It's going that way. No, I definitely, I definitely get what you're, uh, get what you're saying there. Jiu-jitsu is like that too. In the beginning, you're all just smothered and frustrated. And you know, what do you grab and why? And then once you start to learn how to play and to oh, think, it's shit, similar. Yeah, Phoenix. I'd be talking, I think of golf. I think of fucking jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> Phoenix, I love you. I'm only fucking around. Yeah. Fuck. I've heard the comparison with chess, but fuck golf. I just like it miniature, to be honest with you. <laughs> Phoenix, listen, you for you, you for that matter too, Jimmy. Anyway, enough of all this golf shit. Chow, you hate golf. I can't picture you on a fucking golf course. Uh, I have a few. Be- I got like two. I got like two or three holes in me that would just start drinking, running things over with golf carts. <laughs> yeah, I can't see Jimmy on a golf course either. Though. Never played, man. I, I don't have the patience for it. Every athlete loves it, no. though. Athletes who retire, I guess, because for athletes, it's such a mild form of exercise compared to if you're Michael Jordan or if you're an ex fighter. They they all find it relaxing. I find it just really uncomfortable looking. I like the scenery. It looks pretty. Like it looks like a nice day out. Like you know, if you like smoked a little bit and you're out there on a nice green. Yeah. You know, but I know nothing about that. You know, hey, what should I use? The five iron? I would have no fucking. <laughs> you know what I mean? You'd be like Happy Gilmore. 
right? I would be like Happy Gilmore. I could see you at the driving range, though, Matt. Just, just you just whack the ball and try to hit it as far as you can. You don't really got to worry about following it up at all. You just freaking let it rip. I'm just thinking about my swing. I think I'd be like a fucking block. Just like that would, I don't think I'm not good really in a lot of sports. I, I, I don't think I'd be good in hockey either. You know, Al, you've been swimming. You've been swimming a lot, by the way. Part of your training. Tell me. I, I fucking sink, dude. I always wanted, ever since Rocky got in that pool in the third one, he couldn't do it. I go, oh, look, he couldn't do it in the beginning. Maybe if I fucking do it, I'm, I'm just like I'm heavy. You like the swimming. No, I do. I I mean, I uh, it's like for me, I don't run anymore because of my knees and stuff. So that's for me. It's And I think I wish I would have never ran. Now going back, I wish I would have always swam because it's it's your whole body, upper body, lower body. There's no impact. There's no, uh, it's just, and, uh, you know, car- cardio wise, if you're really pushing the pace swimming, it's like you, you really, uh, you're, you're fighting to stay up. Your arms just get so heavy and you're just dragging yourself. You can do different kind of strokes and different workouts and stuff. So it's, uh, yeah, it's been a huge, that's been a huge thing for me. I think that it really has helped me uh, in, in the last, you know, in the last little bit here. Can you do that thing where you keep your face in the water? Like, I'm so claustrophobic, but like, they, you just turn and take a quick breath out the side. Can you do that? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. But, so, yeah, for sure. Even, uh, and that's, that's like another work, work kind of workout is, uh, you know, you do a, you do a, a length, the length of a pool and you try to just take one breath. And, you know, so you're holding, you're holding your breath till about halfway. You take one breath and then you try to hold it. Hold hold it till the end. You're it it definitely is uh improving your lung capacity. Al, with all the changes, you know, going through the injuries that you've had and and now really changing and switching up your training, how does swimming sort of intertwine with just not having to deal with that much impact? Yeah, it's a lifesaver. Um, you know, at this point, uh, I've been training and fighting. It it doesn't take me too much to kind of get in the groove. Even, even like I was feeling, you know, after this last surgery, I started feeling good. I train people. I'm always, my head's always in the game. I'm, I'm, whether it's like the, the neighborhood kids around in my neighborhood or uh, like guys just trying to get in shape. Um, I, uh, you know, I always have my head in the game and I wasn't really moving around with people. And then one day I started moving. I was like, oh man, my knee, my body's starting to feel good enough to do this. I called Ray. And I was like, Ray, I, let's try to hit some pads. He's like, you want to hit pads? Come on, let's, you know, he, he got so excited. And, and it was really not, it was like we never stopped, really. We get in the groove right away. Um, so, you know, even I've been out for a while now, I feel like I picked up right where I left off. Um, you know, the, I, I've gotten some really good roles in jujitsu. I've gotten my, I'm, I'm in the best shape, uh, you know, fitness, like, physically and my fitness uh, i'm healthy so i i think that uh yeah all cylinders go get in there it's going to be a great night speaking of getting back to the training at longos uh you know al's not the loudest guy but ray tells me he gets so the energy that al brings to, to longos to law when he's over there it raises it just brings the energy up all around the room which is it's would you like, yo, he's not the loudest guy, but he people they feed off of his energy. 
I was there for that other sparring session I seen you do with that Joey Cologne. Holy fuck, Al. It didn't look like you took any time off. I'm like, what the fuck? It looks like you did. I mean, that kid's a tough kid, too. That was fun. The last one I was watching. But, I mean, you – He's I was Ray, that Ray's guy. very adamant. Ray's very adamant about, about that. He goes, man, I, when Al's in the gym, the whole atmosphere is just up. So, I don't know if he ever tells you that, Longo, but – it's nah, a I definitely, uh, it, I, I love hearing it. It's, uh, that's, yeah. you know, I was the toughest thing about the uh, having that surgery. And then I was in Vegas for uh, a month at the PI doing physical therapy. And it was like, all I wanted to do was just be back in the gym with everybody getting that, getting that energy up. And uh, all the younger guys have, have, uh, you know, someone to look up to. And, um, and I, I wanted to be, I wanted to be me, I, you know, those, that was uh, I was like you, Drago, and, and Luke back in the day. I remember coming into the gym and just being like, "Oh, these guys, they're in the UFC, and you know, you were a champ." And and uh, Drago was winning fights. Luke was, and and it, it makes it so real, you know. It makes it so you. It it's like I'm in the same gym. I'm doing the same thing. So I want to kind of be there for these guys coming up. We got so many talented guys that are right on the brink of being in the UFC. And I, I know for a fact that there's, there's some form, uh, future champions in, in that room. So if, if I could help out in any way, that's why I, you know, I just love, I love being there, being there. And, and, uh, and if I could be a part of it in some way, it's, it's incredible. It's funny because I, I feel like I know you for 10 years or so, Al. And now you're one of the more mature guys in the gym where you're giving the younger guys advice how are you more mature and like, what have you learned? What do you impart on some of the younger generation that's coming up? Oh man, there's, um, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, I made, um, I'm sure I made some, some big mistakes and then stuff that just like, uh, you know, I was so, I was crazy. I was training like, I think way too much. I was put, I was like overtraining and, um, like Matt said, I'm not like the loudest guy, but I just went in there every day and I was just like, Matt and Ray, I just trusted in them. And what they said, I didn't like ask, I wasn't like bugging them to, to do certain things. Like make, like, I, I knew when, when Matt and Ray said I was ready to be in the UFC, I knew I was ready. I, I didn't have to like, I just put my head down and I worked and, and that was it you know, and, um, anything that I, anything that came up along the way, I kind of, um, you know, I'd go to them for advice. Cause I knew that they'd been there before. I didn't just want to be in the UFC. I wanted to have like a successful career. And I think that that's like a big thing. A lot of guys, they might just, they might just see the UFC and, and want to be in there, but they don't realize that it's like, once you get in there, if you're not, squared away there's no more working on things it's like you got almost got to be like the you got to be ready to fight like a top 10 guy right away to you probably won't but you know you know you could be fighting another guy that's on the same path so it's it's definitely you got once you you know for these younger guys to just really be over ready before you get in there and what i love i i believe in some i believe in karma right and the way i was we just, the whole thing we're talking about with him, the, the younger generation looking up to him and he's in there, he's motivating them. I still remember first hearing about Raging Al coming into the, to, to Longo's. And there was a guy with us who was in the UFC and he was with us not for a long period of time. He was a bit of a shit. 
And I, you know, it, it turned out. But at the time he was with us, he was on the show and he followed me back from season six and he kind of got his way in. And I remember the, like, he had a sparring. Longo told me, hey, you got to see this kid from one tour. Something like that. He goes, he was giving George, oh, there he is. He was giving George six fucking fits, Longo was saying. So I was asking, who is this kid? He was telling me about Al and the other guy who I just mentioned. He was, instead of having the right kind of attitude, he was fucking, oh, well, why am I working? Why am I, you know, working with, you know, amateurs? And why am I working with guys that are going to be, you know, trying to get into the UFC? He had the fucking worst attitude. Instead of just taking a beating and saying, holy fuck, this kid is a fucking diamond in a rough. Look at this fucking kid. He was felt threatened. Now, shortly after that, that, that guy fucking disappeared. And Ray Janow's a fucking, you know, a legend by now in Long Island. This is what I'm talking about. It's karma, Jimmy. Yeah. Why am I attacking you, Jimmy? You're not arguing. But no, you're not wrong. I'm saying, it's, look at Ray Janow now. Fucking legend in Long Island. How many years later? The other guy went back across the fucking world and never heard from again. Fuck him. Hey, <laughs> now, when, when you're out in like... Uh, uh, getting uh, you're in the, the PI and you're getting like all this um, rehab done. What is your day like? It just seems like a really boring day because you can't train, you can't do what you want to do. So like, if they're rehabbing something, what do you do? Just wake up and you go over there. They do what they have to do, and you just kind of go back and hang out at the hotel. Uh, yeah, I was staying at Aljo's house. Um, but uh, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to not get in trouble out there. To be yeah. honest with you. Yep. It's especially, I mean, if you're not training for a fight, then you have something you're focused on. But if you're out there just doing physical therapy, it's like, all right, you do two, three hours of physical therapy and whatever. And, uh, and then, yeah, you got, you got to say no to a lot of temptation, you know? So it was, it was, that was the battle for me. Um, I mean, I got a lot of, I got a lot of good work in at the PI and a lot of good, you know, I was out there for a month. Like, you know, I'd go, I'd go six days, uh six days a week and uh but yeah it was um you know it's definitely definitely not much to do other than have fun you know i am amazed anybody who can live in vegas and see it as their home and not get in trouble i'm fascinated with that me too no i'm de definitely it gets it's like uh it, um I mean, and but for me at the time, it was kind of tough because I wanted to. You know, there's a there's a lot to do. Like you can go hiking, and there's there's a lot. There's the lakes and stuff. There's there's some stuff to do, but that gets and you can't do that. You you can't really explore too much on a you know on a on a bum knee. But uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm with you. It's that's a to live out there. <laughs> I would have to. I gotta be in a fight camp to be out there that that's i gotta be on lockdown for sure if i if i if i was gonna survive out there but um but yeah i i, I don't know there's there's no there's no uh there's no way to it's it's tough yeah i think you hang, I think, I think you hang tough better than john jones out there if you ask me you know <laughs> what i mean you mean fucking how many months yeah I mean, six hours it's a fucking problem yeah it's uh a dirty town man yeah. Is that why, Jimmy, you little weirdo, you little perf? Is that why you don't book anything over there because of your demons? No, no, no. I mean, I actually, when I'm working somewhere, I'm actually pretty good. Like, yeah. do the job, get, get out, and fly home the first thing the next morning. I'm not, I don't really fuck around when I'm working. But it's just even, 
not not demon stuff just walking around the casinos you always feel like you're on vacation there it's really hard to get anything done that's positive because you want to eat like shit you want to go to strip clubs you want to gamble like it's hard not to do anything that you might not even get in trouble for but it's just it, it, no good's going to come of it the whole healing process right like how hard that is for athletes because it's so important that your body's in the tip-top shape you know, so did you ever think, oh, man, I might not be able to come back or this might be it for me? I mean, what was your process like as you were figuring out what you were going to do next? Yeah, for a little bit, that kind of that, those thoughts kind of crept. They kept crept, uh, creeping in. Um, the doctor was like, yes, we're going to go in there, and remove some scar tissue. You'll be back up and, you know, you'll be back and like nothing happened in, in two weeks. You can only get better. You can't get worse. Sure enough, like six months later. I was still uh, in worse shape than I went in. For me, just getting to this fight is huge. I think that's going to be a big. Um, I think that's going to be a big. Uh, like it's like a it's like a it's going to be a big factor for me. Just knowing that I got here, I'm just going to go out there and let it fly because it's not. It's like I've, I just being here is like a blessing. Whatever comes after that is 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 all gravy. And I think that I, I have the skills to to really match up well with Bobby Green. Um, he's he's kind of a unique fighter. He he fights. He's has a style that not I don't think there's anybody else in the UFC boxes like him with his hands down and great head movement and stuff. But Aljo did a Aljo did a pretty good job of imitating Bobby Green, and uh, I think it's I think it's going to be a great night for me. I think I've I've put in so much work. Uh, I've, I really, you know, there's, I think I, I think a lot of, there's a lot of fighters and probably most, if not all fighters, I don't know if they're making it, uh, to this point. And, and I think, I don't think anyone's as tough as me. And I, I truly believe that. And, uh, and now I'm more mature. Um, I've kind of been able to sit back and watch things from the outside for two years. So I think I'm going in there with the right mindset. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a great night. And the, uh, why was your knee getting worse? Was it something the doctor did wrong or was it, did they just miscalculate how bad it was? Uh, you know, I still don't, I, I still don't even know these doctors, they're all big hot shots. You can't get them on the phone for two seconds. Uh, I woke up and, and I know he never really even told me like what he did and how nothing, uh, yeah, it was pretty, that whole thing was pretty discouraging. He's, he's one of the best knee surgeons in the country. Um, so I, I had full trust in what he said. And, uh, you know, it's just, I put my body through the ring of the last freaking 25 years, you know? So I've been wrestling since I was a little kid and, uh, yeah, I don't, I couldn't say exactly what it was. And he, I don't think anyone could really tell you for sure, but I think it was just, you know, a lot of built up um, stuff over the years. And I've had some pretty, I've had two, this was the third, probably this was the, the least invasive of the three. The last two, the the last one was really serious, like almost one, one uh, step behind a knee replacement. I, I got somebody else's cartilage in my knee. So it's pretty, it's pretty, it was pretty intense. So I got some, I got definitely got some, some scar tissue and inflammation and stuff in there, but uh, 
Yeah, it took it took definitely took a lot longer than they said it was gonna. What do you yeah. expect from? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Matt. That's what's funny about like five of us on here. Everybody's like blah at the same time. Listen, <laughs> we need a signal. We need a signal, yeah. Matt. Like if if I want to talk, I'll do this. And if you want to talk, you make a noise. And Phoenix, you do, do the, something. The raise hand. What, what noise are you gonna make, Phoenix? Phoenix, what noise are you gonna make? If we have yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> you snap, and Matt, you do something. That's perfect. I, I won't do that one again, but it's okay. Now what the fuck was I? Okay. Listen, now that he'll be is, is, is done fighting. You, you're the guy that gave Miss toughest fight. You're the guy who did the best with him. It's not the same as getting a W. I understand, but especially under those crazy circumstances, how does it feel? How does it feel? Does it feel Anything like, like he's done fighting. He's a fucking legend going down. as one of the greatest. And it's like, yo, man, I, I, I fought him on like less than 24 hours notice and gave him his best fight more than, than guys that trained for him for fucking months. I don't know. When 25 minutes when you're supposed to fight another guy for 15. What? Mm, that's right. What is it? How do you feel? He's not getting back in the cage. He's done. I don't know. Uh, how do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, if I guess. Yeah. Wouldn't it be crazy to be the one on his record though? Right. Like I always think that. <laughs> But uh, but uh, if it's you know if it, I'm the only guy to go five with him, it's incredible. He he put uh, an incredible body of work together in the, sh- the time he was in the UFC, and he, you know, he was he was. Uh, I mean, he's I guess still is, but I'm talking I'm talking about him like he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he's uh, yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's I guess he, I gotta think he's top like the top. Two or three of all time, Rest undefeated, it. undisputed, and, and really just treated people. You know, they just walked right through them. So to be uh, be the only guy to go five, yeah, it's definitely definitely uh, feather in my cap. And I mean, I knew how t- I know how tough I am. I think it showed everybody else how tough I am. But I think, yeah, and technical though. I mean, look what he did to Justin Gaethje, man. And I love Gaethje, but like when he took him down. It, you, know, you got to try it. We didn't want to arm lock him in front of his parents or something. You know what I mean? Like you were, it's like your fight almost started with him on top when he had that single leg and, and you went to knee and he got on top and we were in bad positions from the, from the opening seconds. So that is something else, man. I'll tell you right now, guys. I, Wait, did he really not want to arm lock him in front of his parents? I, am I the only guy that heard that? He oh, you might, I'm, you might be I, right. I just never heard that. Antonio could look it up, but he did not. Well, he told Daniel Cormier that he did not want to break something in front of his parents. That's why he chose to put him to sleep. That's what he said, whether it's... Because he knew Gaethje probably wouldn't tap. Exactly. Uh, so, again, you could look... They, that's That was said. I didn't pull that out of my ass. So, for that guy to have that kind of control with a guy who's the wrestler of Gaethje... Yeah. To be on those bad positions with Al, it's fucking crazy, you know? I mean, I'll tell you, this guy's... The me and Longo... No, I mean, you know, we, we corner a lot of people between the amateurs and, and our pros. And there's certain guys that have the talents and you're like, but you're still worried for the game day where where are they going to be mentally? There's a couple guys we don't, with that with that aspect where we're never worried about. That's fucking Raging Al, Marab. There's a couple of guys like that. We're like, all right, we're going to let him off his leash. <laughs> fucking, and we're not worried about the fucking, the mental part of things, if that makes sense. Al, what's been your most fun fight? Like, just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I'm going to remember this for the rest of my life. Ah, uh, most fun fight. 
where the raging Al was the most raging. <laughs> the, the Ross Pearson fight was a really cool fight. It was all the way in Australia, Sydney, Australia. That was like the first opponent that I fought that was a guy that I had watched on the Ultimate Fighter. It was like, you know, kind of surreal that I was even in there with him at the time. It was a co-main event. It was the first, it was like the first uh, big kind of, it felt big. The crowd was packed for the first time. I wasn't mm. in the beginning of the night. I was towards the end and they were kind of giving me a, a shot to do something big um, and to get the knockout quick in that fight. And then I stayed in Australia for like 10 days, two weeks, whatever it was, just kind of cruised in, in Sydney. It ended up becoming a place that I really like enjoy it's like one of my favorite places in the world so i think that was that in 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 that kind of aspect that was uh the masvidal one was always fun because that crowd reaction and i got to yell at everybody and that that kind of was uh in in some ways like the best thing that could have ever happened um and it's always fun it's always fun to beat the shit out of kevin lee <laughs> the ending how about this best ending ever and as far as cornering a fight the way that thing ended when he roused then now put his hands down and fucking just like walked him down and when the bell rang he moved his head out of the way and then the bell rang face to face leading up to this thing kevin lee kept saying listen i'm evolved i'm this i'm that i'm, the, I'm not the same guy as the first fight and he's the same Al. So fucking the second that bell rang face to face, they have to take it a beating from Raging Al. Yelled right in his face. I'm not gonna yell. My kids on Zoom downstairs. They're doing they're doing work. They're, they're, they're in school. <laughs> but he yelled, same Al. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> Sorry, kid. <laughs> right Al, right? Look at this. I want to show you my nipples. They're so hard. Right. Yeah. I little diamonds. If you weren't on, if it was just these, well, first of all, Jimmy the little perv might like it. But <laughs> Jimmy, I'll tell you, I want everybody at home, if they didn't see this fight on fight, they want to go to UFC Fight Pass. Raging Al, Ally Quinta versus Kevin Lee, number two. Second one. But holy shit, it was like a it you couldn't have written it any better. Even on the fucking Al was just in this guy's head from the second that thing got announced. It was so great. Even the weigh-ins, I love it. Al, what a great fight, Al. I was, yeah. I was that, I think, uh, yeah, that one's up there for sure. I Listen, I think it's dope to look back, but looking forward, this is also amazing too because 268 is at MSG. And anybody who's from New York to do anything at MSG is just like, it's just an amazing experience. I, I commentate Muay Thai shows and hearing my voice in the halls of MSG was, I, I felt like, oh my God, it's one of the biggest things I've ever done. So I wonder for you, Al, just, just being a New Yorker, I know you already fought in Brooklyn, but what does being an MSG mean to you against Bobby Green? Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. It's the, any performer, athlete, musician, anything. You, the MSG is like the center of the entertainment, the world. So it's, uh, yeah, it's something that I've always, always, I don't know if you say dreamt about, but like that place is just so iconic. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you always dream about fighting in, in the packed arenas and 
And if you're going to be in any arena, the garden, that's the one, you know what I mean? Like that's, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be another feather in the cap. It's going to be, uh, and, and, um, the crowd, I'm going to have all my family and friends there. I think when, when, when it's like that, I rise to the occasion, you know, I'm, I'm one of the guys that feeds off the more people in the arena, the, the higher the stakes, the better I fight. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm happy to hear you. You're well, and you look great, man. You sound great. And uh, I can't wait for this fight. I'm really happy you're fighting again. Oh, I appreciate it, Jimmy. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. And we'll see you soon. All right, buddy. Oh, wait, yes, hold sorry. on. Let's plug his, let's plug the realty, your realty thing. If you're looking to buy, sell or rent anywhere in the United States, I'm the guy to talk to. And if you go to my Instagram, yes, I got the Ally Aquinta sold collection from cigars.com just released today. What is you that? can have it. If you order it now, you'll have it just in time to celebrate on fight day. Wait, wait breaking. I want one. What is that? Look at that guy. Ally Aqu- That's great. That's awesome. That is awesome. Dude. For people who are listening to this, it's a picture of Ray Janelle looking like, looking like, 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 um, what's the fucking hitman? Name? Risky business. Oh, oh no. Like, oh, Brett the hitman heart. But he had the glasses on. Maybe the professional. The- yes. Looking very professional, Jimmy. <laughs> He's on a cigar. You're yeah. on a cigar. Pretty cool. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. All right. Rocky right. Ray Janelle, I'm going to talk to you later, brother. See you later, buddy. All right. I'll see you. You're the fucking man, Raging Al. Cheers, everybody. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thank you, man. So, yeah, it was a bloodbath, my picks, by the way. A bloodbath. I did terrible. Oh, with the, dude. Glover to share, though. I, I mean, dude, he's the new champ. Yeah. He's the new effing champ. He's the new champ at 42 years old, Jimmy. What a you nice guy, too. Believe in him. Sure, you did I pick him? him? I picked Wait, him. I picked oh, him. Of Phoenix, course. You didn't believe in him. I did, actually. All right. I did. <laughs> I picked him because Blahovich, who is so good on the ground and standing, but he couldn't put Adesanya away, who's fighting up away. And I thought if he if he could only control Adesanya and not put him away, he's going to have a hard time with Glover Teixeira. I mean, that was my thinking. I like how he just said, yo, I'm taking the, in the, pre-fight, uh, the pre-fight press conference. It was, uh, hey, they were asking him how he's going to get him down, if he's just going to push him up against the cage. He goes, oh, no, he's going down, whether it's my take yeah. or my left hook. Like, he, he he, was just extremely confident, as, as I was in him. He's just, like, one of those people who is, the po- or like, the prince of positivity. Yes. You know, and I've watched him corner people. Say, Phoenix? He's, he's the prince of positivity. He's like super calm. He lets things roll off his back. He's like one of the nicest people in the world. Ed Soros is always saying that he was like the easiest person Wait, he's I, ever had to manage. What? I tried to do what Jimmy does and exit the screen. Uh, I'm such an idiot. No, <laughs> no I, don't, I don't even know what you're talking about. I, I, my, my audio is cutting up. What did, what did you, you called him something. I, no, I don't, I don't, I don't trust you. Listen no, to me. I don't trust. How about this? I don't trust my, my audio is not my is not good. I'm a very, I'm a very, very positive person. person. Can I? Can, Who exactly, is? Exactly. Can I say something, guys? 
Yeah. I'm very, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a very positive person. Phoenix, if you ever say Prince of Positivity, you shut up. What was wrong with what? that? If she ever says that again, I'm walking what off the hell is show. wrong with that? Nothing at all. This episode of UFC Unfiltered is brought to you by Crypto.com, the official crypto partner of UFC. You've definitely seen their logo on our UFC gear. And crypto is something I'm getting into, so this is really a helpful, helpful site. With over 10 million users around the world, Crypto.com is the fastest growing crypto app, letting you easily buy and sell more than 150 cryptocurrencies. You can even buy Bitcoin with as little as $1. Crypto.com also offers the most popular crypto card in the world. The Crypto.com Visa card offers a up to 8% back on most purchases and it comes with amazing perks. 100% rebate for your Netflix, Spotify, and Amazon Prime subscriptions. If you already own some crypto, did you know that Crypto.com offers some of the most competitive reward rates of the industry? You can get up to 8.5% on your Bitcoin or Ethereum, 12% on your USDC, and more. Find out how much you can earn by visiting Crypto.com. Get $25 when you apply for a Crypto.com Metal Visa card on the Crypto.com app using code UFC 25. Again, it's $25 when you apply for the card using code UFC 25. It's first come, first serve, so act fast. Download the Crypto.com app now on the App Store or Google Play. This podcast is brought to you by NEDS, the official wagering partner of the UFC in Australia. Aussie fight fans, keep an eye out for this weekend's UFC pay-per-view event, Player Pump. Player Pump gives you a special fixed odds price for a fighter to win by markets like Method of Victory, Round Betting, and heaps more. You can even pump up your odds on the UFC by combining your favorite markets across different cards. The action doesn't stop with UFC. Neds has everything you need to take it to the Neds level, regardless of what you bet on. Neds Same Game Multi is now available on more sports than ever before. Blended is also brand new to Neds and available on all three racing codes. Blended lets you pick multiple runners in the same race at special blended odds. It's never been easier for you to be paid out as a winner. Take UFC to the Neds level. UFC markets exclude South Australian residents. Minimum blended odds, $1.10. Terms and conditions apply and are available on the Neds website. Remember to always gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Don't do this in front of CJ. Hi, CJ. I'm being I'll heckled. I will protest. There was nothing wrong. Phoenix, say what you said. There's nothing wrong with it, honestly. CJ, what do you think it is saying, CJ? Nice to meet you, by the way. And it's actually about it's Glover Teixeira, who we love. CJ, what do you think it is? Say that just that one line, Phoenix. I called no, no, Glover no, the no, Prince no, of hold on, hold on. The one line. Just the one line. What did you say? <laughs> I don't fully really know. Say it again. <laughs> What line CJ, I'm sorry. This is a <laughs> no deal. apologies required. No, 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 CJ. I just missed it. I wish I would have said it sooner. We're going to make this all about you. We were calling. We're talking about Glover. How positive Glover is. Yes. To let the negativity roll off his yes. back. That, well, we get that. You know, we going get that. for the title, we he get loses it. He continues to work his ba- way back up in the most legit way possible. Yes. So what are you, Matt, so what what are you, you talking think? about then, Matt Sarah? It sounds like Phoenix is on the winning side over here so far. Yeah. I got 10-9 the first round so far. DJ, I know we just <laughs> met. Don't become the white knight right now. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen to both sides. Listen I'm to too both brown sides. to be the white knight. I, listen, CJ, I agree with everything 
that this young right. lady, that this young lady just said. But if I said to you, CJ, everything that she said, I go, and then CJ, I, I call him the prince of positive prince of positivity. CJ, you probably want to kick me right in my face. Be honest. No, because the Latinos are sticking together right oh, now. Oh, you kiss oh ass. Oh, we're banding together. <laughs> yeah. There you go. She had the card. <laughs> Listen to me. We're gonna forgive you for that, Phoenix, because we love you. Let's get to know CJ. Yeah. yeah. It's a pleasure to be here, first of all. As I live and breathe, I'm with the living legend himself, Matt Sarah. I'm a huge fan, always have been. Thank you so much for having me on, brother. I was talking to Pete Sprite about you this morning. Oh shit. Wait, so you That's my coach. That is my my one and only mentor, man. I've been I've been with him since day one. I am so happy that when I fought him, his knee was just an inch off. Otherwise, oh. otherwise, my nose would look like fucking Mike Perry's right now, and I probably. Oh my gosh, I know. You, you know, know. So can I tell you something, CJ, really quick about your coach? Giving props about the great Pete Spratt. Please do. When we got lined up, when we got matched, when we were in that house, I remember looking at all the welterweights. I go, I out of everybody, he was so. I know he wasn't the best on the floor, but he was so explosive and so dynamic. I go, I just hope I get anybody. I, I'd rather not fight Pete out of these guys i'd rather you know not fight. I just, I just, and then i ended up getting them in the first round i was like ah, for sure it's the athleticism the athleticism was what set him apart like you said that explosiveness that ability to, that the, the quick twitch ability that he had was just unmatched and that's i could see why that'd be really intimidating from the outside i mean it was intimidating for me that still is and the man's 50 and i'm still intimidated by it you know oh wow I forget that we're getting older. Yeah. He said he's 50. I go, wow, he's getting up. And I'm like, oh, I'm 47. I'm right there. It's the golden years, baby. I, I forget, man. And everybody should read, if they've ever seen, uh, they've never seen Pete Spratt fight, go into UFC Fight Pass, put in Pete Spratt versus Robbie Lawler. And that would be a fun fight. That'll scare Absolutely. Yeah. So when did you start your, your training? You started your, your martial arts training with the great Pete Spratt? Well, martial arts training for me dates back to, you know, young me and karate at six years old. You know, I have the traditional background. I did a couple of years, though. Like I said, I was a child. So and then uh, fast forward to my senior year in high school is when I officially joined my first MMA gym at 17 years old. And, and before that, you know, it was the karate at five and six and then straight to MMA. There wasn't any jujitsu, boxing. It was just MMA, you know, so I'm of that generation of fighters that you know, had, was just in time to create a, a mixed martial arts route as a fighter, you know, and that was in 2007. I like, I was watching some of, uh, we were just, uh, the contender series, I think was that, what, what, what did they show us a clip of? It was interesting to watch you talking about your legs feeling, um, weak and being no i like that you don't not enough fighters talk about the, those moments of being afraid but it wasn't just about the fight it was about the magnitude of it and what it could mean for you it was a tremendous additional pressure to just an average fight of course absolutely and that's one thing that i i try to emphasize that a lot in my mental approach because when the cage door closes right and the fight is on everything is a i'm, I'm so equipped to just silence everything out However, it's the moments leading up to it that I feel can make or break the performance. Kind of like when Muhammad Ali said, the fight is won long before I dance under those lights, you know? So what, are, what, is your ment what is your mental space when you're in the locker room? What is your mental space when I'm in the airplane? What is it like when I'm in the hotel room and there's this dead space of, there's really not much going on right now besides the weight cut. What am I doing with my thoughts right now? And that morning, I really sat with that pressure that I was feeling and, you know, there's nothing that could have prepared me for it. 
So I woke up and, you know, I checked in with my body and sure enough, my quads felt like I had run a 10 K or something at a five minute pace. It was, it was, it was brand new. It was a brand new experience for me, you know, but as I said, you, 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 you move through it, you take your breaths, you count the minutes until you arrive. And then, and then you let your game plan take over, you know? What do you think of like mental the guys getting the mental coaches and stuff like that? Or, you know, having, you know, some guys do that stuff and it works wonders for people. Not that you need it, but what you're talking about and what people talk about, some guys get those coaches that people, they, they just work on that mental game with them. I never, well, I can't say I never had it. The late Dr. Sherry used to help me out a lot with that. We used to talk, we used to like kind of visualize and talk about stuff, the team doctor. Myself. Okay. So you had some visualization training a little bit. Yeah. We talk about like, like things like that, but other people just go straight up and see shrinks. And they're like, you know, like, right, like, for sure. Do you ever think about that shit or no? Of course. Yeah. You know, I, I think to me, fighting to me has always been 100% mental. I can be in the best shape of my life. I can be physically just a marauder. But if there's something in my headspace that just isn't quite there, I step into the cage with just like a shred of doubt. My opponent can absolutely expose that. And, it, and you know, of all people, it's just, it's from one second to the next. So I've, um, throughout my, throughout, you know, I've never had the money for it, but if I ever came a time where I felt like I couldn't dig myself out of a, a subconscious hole, I would absolutely consider like a, a specific sports psychologist, maybe to, to work me past that. But up until this point, you know, through my younger years of, of, of training, I always kind of sought out like, uh, philosophers like Alan Watts. I'd watch all of his YouTube lectures and I've been able to have a really good relationship with Pete, as you know, that. He's been there in the tough fights and under the big lights. And then my boxing coach is Jesse James Leha here in San Antonio, who's a two-time world champion. And my, my jiu-jitsu coach is a world champion. So I have coaches that have felt the pressure that I'm experiencing and, and can kind of speak life into me when I am on unfamiliar grounds. You know what I'm saying? So as of right now, I feel like my mental approach has been very key and, and I've trusted the people around me to walk me through it. So I've, I've done it all with, with the small team that I have so far. That's really fascinating you say that, CJ, because everything just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger for you. Like going from the Contender Series and now having this fight coming up at Madison Square yeah. Garden, you know, so knowing that the mental preparation is just as important because, yeah, a fight is a fight, but there's just more eyes on you, more lights, more people, more pressure. You know, what do you think about this situation going into MSG this coming weekend? It's honestly remarkable. Let me just give you guys a quick uh, timeline here. So when you think, when I think about 2020, obviously the world was shut down. You know, UFC was in, but I just I wasn't quite there yet. Uh, and I went into the the new year with a broken hand. So at the end of 2019, I had a I had an interim title fight for a regional promotion. Uh, L, um, sorry, Fury fighting, and I won that fight, but I was shelved for you know three four months with the hand broken. So all of 2020, I had no fights. Of course, I've always been a huge visual a visual visualization guy so i've always had the goal in mind right and but it's like there's that dead year where nothing happened okay so then fast forward to 2021 i have my my title fight for fury i win that fight by the third round ko and then right there i get the jump to the contender series i win the contender series in 41 seconds and to myself i'm thinking cool man it'll probably be about three four five months before i get another fight i get a call two weeks later so i go from fighting in front of two thousand people to nobody at the contender series and now it was like zero to a thousand. I'm at MSG now, you know? So it's been like, it's been like an explosion of, of emotions and excitement and, and different things that are coming to mind. And 
right now, this is that uncharted territory for me. I'm going to fly out to New York tomorrow morning. Mind you guys, I've never even been to New York. I've never been to the East Coast. So not only is my first trip to New York, you know, as a UFC fighter, but it's also to fight inside of Madison Square Garden. I couldn't have even written a better story than that if I tried. <laughs> what do you do to calm yourself? Like when you have a moment of like where it seems a little overwhelming, if how do you kind of slow yourself down and go, all right, I have to kind of just, you know, pace this. Yeah, I think about Pete. I think about Pete, you know, Pete will look at me and be like, boy, you better sit your ass down somewhere. <laughs> you know, uh, you need to, this is, and like, like Matt said, it's, it's another fight or uh, it's another, it's, it's a fight. You know, we still have work to do. Yes, you should be proud of yourself and, and enjoy the ride. But none of that matters if, if, if you're not focusing on the objective. So I am excited to be around, you know, brushing shoulders with all the giants of the UFC this week, but I have an objective, you know. And so when I feel that, I think of my coaches, I think of my training, I think about the objective at hand and it, and it grounds me in the moment. Sometimes, honestly, sometimes I just got to sit there and, and ride it out for a few minutes, just scream or, you know, go, go train or something. But, but I have, I can breed myself back to neutral. All right. So let's talk about Osborne a little bit. We know that he has the capacity to knock somebody out. I think one of his fights was a knockout in 24 seconds, but we also know that he, you know, he puts himself out there at risk and he has the ability to get knocked out as well. So what are your thoughts on him when you studied him? What do you think he's going to show up with this weekend? Well, if I look at uh, what he brings to the table, he's a, a long southpaw, you know, who's a little bit taller than me. He's going to have more of a reach on me. Of course, he brings a southpaw thing into the, into the game. So it, it's like a mirror. Everything's reversed. So it changes the way my angles are going to move. It changes the, the approach that I have to take but I'm a pressure first fighter. I'll pressure you forward. And um, if he's willing to meet in the middle and not give me that space, then let's see who takes the first step back. So yes, I, I know that he's been finished. Like you said, he also has a capability of finishing. He's also coming down. I'm pretty sure this is his first fight at 25, but don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. So I'm aware that he's a dangerous man in front of me, but um, I live for dangerous fights. I want to stand in front and now I'm, I'm amongst the best in the world. So I'll step to the center of the cage and, and we're going to find out soon enough. Hey, uh, CJ, yes, let me sir. ask you, enough of this MMA stuff for two seconds. Okay. Give us a hobby. We want the, our audience to get to know you a little bit better. What's something unrelated to MMA that you're into? I don't care if it's a series. I don't care if it's the new Dune movie, which uh, I like very much. I, what is something, a hobby, a, a book, a series you're watching, you're streaming? Give us something to get to know okay. you better. Jay. I'll, I'll throw one at you right now. I, my first love before fighting was actually music. And I, 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 I was like 15 years old. I fell in love with, with the guitar and I'm, I can sing pretty decent. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I tried out for American Idol at 18, you know, I, I made it past the first couple of hours. Yeah, man, I'm a singer songwriter. People don't know this, Matt. I'm, I'm going to make a lot of money from fighting and then I'm going to fall off and become a, like jump, join in a folk band. You'll never see me again. <laughs> Enjoy it while you got it. What kind of music do you sing? What, what did you try out at American Idol as? Man, I don't even remember what song it was. This is 2009. It was probably like a, at the time, it was probably like a Three Doors Down song or a Chris oh. song or something like that. It was definitely um, one of those vocal heavy songs, you know? So, you know, from uh, when, when, uh, when I do find enough downtime, I'll restring my guitar, I'll play for a while, I'll do it for fun. For a while there, when I was injured back in 2017, I actually made money playing in bars and uh, little venues at that here in San Antonio. It was, it was good wow. times, you know? Were you doing like a cover band thing or you were singing your own things? 
No, it was mainly covers. You know, people out here in San Antonio, they love live music. And I just, you just got to get them drunk enough to, to enjoy the show. <laughs> you know what's funny, Jimmy, about that? Imagine you're there you're, with your girlfriend and you got CJ on stage and he they, the guy's getting jealous because he got the attraction uh, <laughs> playing his guitar and he wants to approach CJ. And next thing you know, CJ's a world-class ass kicker too. Imagine. CJ, look at you. You got man, all I let the, the hair down. Covered. I let the hair down. They think it's sweet, Matt. I let the hair down and suddenly they forget. Let me tell you something. That is amazing, man. You know, I didn't know if you know about this. I don't like to brag, CJ. You know what I mean? But, I, you know, I, I could kill it. Not, not so much a karaoke, but I don't know if you heard, for instance, did you know that Max Payne Griffin has a new song out? No, I did not. Rap song? Oh, oh yep. really? It's, well, <clears throat> I'm going to give you a little preview. Okay. Okay. And it goes a little, so listen to me. Listen, listen. Uh, it goes a little, Jimmy. What? Please back me up. Oh, on. I'm with you. Because you know what, Max, you know the song with Max Payne, you know the hook. I'm going to knock you, wait, hold on. He'll knock your ass out, Max Payne. Choke your ass out, Max, Max Payne. Take the tap out, Max, Max Payne. Payne. Max Payne, Max Payne. <laughs> everybody, everybody, <laughs> DJ, hey. he's just you. <laughs> DJ, listen, I don't want to ruin Max Payne's career before it gets started. It's nothing like that. That's the hook. The picture of him doing it. I don't. Max's I don't, version is good. I don't do it justice. But I'll tell you, Phoenix, don't you make fun of Max Payne, Dave. Don't dare. No, I just there. wonder why, you know, all of the fighters that have songs. So, like, um, what's what's Tyron's one? Well, I'll beat your ass. Beat your ass. Yeah. Beat your ass. And then this one's I'll beat your ass. Knock your ass out and beat your <laughs> ass and. Do y'all follow do y'all follow Moha Head on, on Instagram? He's like this guy that makes these really funny cartoons of all the fighters. He's yes, always doing I love he's them. always They're doing hilarious. sound bits of, of, of uh, Tyron Woodley. <laughs> uh, <laughs> falling in and out of love. Go ahead, CJ, you know it? You know, yeah, you know who? I like this duet. It's so good. I like this duet. So, CJ, you hey, Matt, like, I'm gonna be in New York, so we're gonna do karaoke together Sunday night. I want to hear see Holy, it for myself. Very good. Oh idea. my god, I wish the house, dude. I would love to, man. I can't wait to catch up with Pete's brat. He's gonna be obviously with you, absolutely. Yeah, he's gonna be super excited to see you. Oh, shit, man, I'm gonna take him for a slice of pizza. We're gonna get together for sure when you're out. I would here. love to. I would love to. Yeah, you gotta have a New York pizza as soon as you finish cutting weight. Like right oh, after yeah. your fight. Oh, for to, sure. Yeah. Exactly. I'm necessary. staying till Tuesday, so I'm going to be able to, to do the tourist thing for a minute, see the city, yeah. no sleep, all that good stuff. What's very fun to do, if you want, is uh, it's called New Joke Monday, and okay. all like comedians test out their material. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and it's like I really inexpensive. I love stand-up comedy. I mean, we've got Jim could tell you. Where, where, is, that, where is that uh, New Joke? Is it the cellar? New Joke is right oh, across yeah. the street from the cellar. It's at Fat Black Pussycat. Fat, yeah, yeah. Great. So you should do that with the fam. Go for pizza. Watch some great comedy. Absolutely. It's a like a New York idea. thing Thank to do. Yeah. Thank you for that recommendation. I'll definitely, I'll definitely be checking that out. And if you guys know of anything else, please throw me ideas because I'm, you know, I'm going to do the Statue of Liberty World Trade Center, of course. But I'd like to know some like local things to do. You know. 
you'll find a lot once once you're here you'll find a lot of things to do it'll be over like overwhelming just because there's so much packed into a small area you right. want to come back you just do a few things enjoy it and realize you can come back whenever you want you know it's here exactly. Statue of Liberty exactly. might not be worth it though because it's such okay. a long day all day thing oh you know, is you can, it you can neighborhood hop and have a lot more fun checking out a bunch of neighborhoods and okay in, i'll take in, that for but sure. I'll, I'll hit you up. I'll send you some suggestions. Yeah, please do. Thank you. Good luck, CJ. It was good talking to you, man. And, uh, you know, definitely uh, I'm looking forward to this first fight. It's a big fight. Um, MSG this Saturday. Have a great trip and uh, enjoy New York, too, besides the fight. Have a great time when you're here. Hey, it was a pleasure meeting you all. Thank you all so much for having me on. Be sure to tune into that opening act. I'm going to open up and, and set the whole garden ablaze for the rest of the night. Today's episode is brought to you by Devour, the official frozen meal of the UFC. They put big flavor first with premium meats, creamy sauces, and gooey cheeses. How good does this sound, Matt? Check out their buffalo chicken mac and cheese the next time you're in the freezer aisle. It's smothered in a spicy buffalo cheddar cheese sauce that'll knock your socks off. Or how about their loaded potatoes with Angus beef and bacon? God, that sounds good. It's, you guessed it, loaded with crispy bacon and delicious hunks of Angus beef. This sounds so good. Whatever you choose, Devour Meals is the new favorite frozen meal. I love Devour, Jimmy, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get nuts with the meals, Jimmy. Devour Meals, the official frozen meal of the UFC. Looking for a new home or you want to save on your current mortgage? Visit rate.com and you could get massive savings with Guaranteed Rate, the official mortgage partner of the UFC. Rates are at a historic lows and you could land that dream home or refinance to potentially cut your current payments in about 15 minutes. Visit rate.com today to get started with Guaranteed Rate. Equal housing lender subject to credit approval. Savings, if any, vary based on a variety of factors. Restrictions apply. Company NMLS ID number 2611. NMLS Consumer Access. You wonder what is it like coming to New York your first time as an adult? Like, I've been my grandmother used to take me when I was a kid. Like, what is that like to be in your twenties and making your first trip? It's got to be kind of fun. I don't know, Jimmy, but my I didn't shave too good in the back of my head. I feel like a a little porcupine. I'm a little porcupine of positivity. See, you try to say something nice. I'll try to be nice to people. I don't know. I have no positive words for you anymore, Matt. Give us another one, Phoebe. Not the Prince of Positivity. Give us another one. Listen. I I like Prince of Positivity. Say it again. Say it again. And hopefully, hopefully you can fucking run right now. I will will take my chance running into traffic. The Grinch of UFC Unfiltered. That's right. The Grinch. <laughs> That's right. I'm the Grinch. That's right. Very Grinchy cranky man. man. <laughs> Very grouchy man. <laughs> so much fun to have you back on. Yeah. I miss you guys. I really you do. You. Guess what? Guess what I also missed? Watching Peter Yan fight. Oh, oh my God. Say that. God, was he good. But what I'm trying to say is, he's a dude. I am so impressed. So impressed with him. There's great minds like Ray Longo. I'm going to attack Ray Longo. Picking Corey Sanhagen. The footwork, the range. I first of all love Corey Sanhagen. Yeah, he looked good too. He looked really good. I'm knocking him as far as me attacking Longo. But I'm telling you, Jimmy, when you go, Matt, how did you, why did you 
how did you know? How did you have that vision that Peter Yan would be victorious with every kind of the people are saying the other guys? And I go, Jimmy, all right, that never happened. But listen, Jimmy, no. I'm so impressed with Peter Yan. Yeah. I don't want to say he's one of my favorite fighters now because he's going to be fighting Aljo next Fighting your guy, yeah. Dude, he's a straight assassin, Phoenix. <clears throat> he does not get discouraged. If that first round is not, he didn't win it, maybe he's losing it, he doesn't go his way. It's he's not going back to oh no, I lost one round. He knows he's gonna he's gonna over this five five rounds, he's gonna be doing he's gonna get his moments. And he, what about the patience? I've never seen a more patient fighter. And Jimmy, I know you must love his high guard. Anytime a hand goes down by the chin, Jimmy's like, ah, he's got that fucking high guard. Yeah. And he's just tremendous so, boxing. So accurate. It's just yeah. Sandhagen reminds me. Uh, I think it was core of of a of a young uh, of Wonder Boy, and not so much with the footwork bouncing, but the way he kind of leans in. He reminds me a little bit of uh, Stephen Thompson when he fights. I thought he looked great. Um, just Piotr Jan was better. Yeah, and 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 Jan is like vicious and technical, which are the scariest people to fight. Vicious and technical, and he's strong and he's powerful and and he's smart. He just took the first round to download the information. And I was like, oh, my God, Corey's doing amazing. He's hitting him with leg kicks. I, I, I thought Corey had him figured out. And then I was wrong. And Jan just was, you know, yeah, really just technical and, and, and strong and scary. What did it to me, I remember watching him live in Abu Dhabi fight Jose Aldo. And if you watch that fight, Jose Aldo was on, he was in very good form in that fight. Mm-hmm. And because he right now, Jose Aldo still winning fights. He just beat Pedro Munoz not too long ago. Uh, I mean, he's, he's looking great now. But I remember watching that fight, and it started off. That first round was was very competitive. I mean, Jose Aldo was in that fight. But it's like Peter Jan is not going to be denied. It's like he's focused. He's just so at home in there and so patient and accurate. It's like he knows he's going to find his mark. And, yeah. Uh, I just can't. And, and, and what, is, what about his wrestling? What about yeah. his anti-wrestling? What about his de- wrestling defense? I mean, his takedown defense. I can't say enough about the guy. And, uh, and, this, and, and listen, you're only as good as your dance partner, Corey Sanhagen. That fight, I was just, I enjoyed that fight so much. It was great. I was, I was by myself and I was just clapping. Like a maniac, just like oh, yeah. <laughs> actually, kind of exactly like that, and I was and just yelling it. I loved it. I fucking loved every second of that fight. Yeah, it was great. His like, damn poker face too. You couldn't even tell because if we 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 score fights by damage, even when Corey hit him because he was just the Terminator. You're like, was he hurt? Did he feel anything? You know, he's just just got that total robotic stares. It's scary. Yeah. I mean, I, I in a night where you know it was Glover's night as far as yeah you know becoming the champion at 42 years old, right? 42. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it is funny when we did break that down. You know, Jan is like 38, so they could like Jimmy like we talked about. They could have went to school. Now you mean um, Blahovich? What's his first name? Jan. Oh, I'm thinking Peter Jan. Sorry, yeah, I get it. I get it. I'm thinking he meant Peter how, Jan. How, how often is there more than one Jan? That's very true. And it, <laughs> it was my, totally my fault to assume that you thought Peter Jan fought Glover Teixeira. I mean, dude, and Jan Blahovitz, 
I mean, look what he did to Corey. Uh, uh, Corey. Corey Sanhagen. Corey Anderson. Oh, fucker. <laughs> and, uh, he's fucking. <laughs> and, uh, and look what he did to Dominic Reyes. I mean, I was there. Yeah. Those on the other side of his face. That Polish power. It's funny afterwards. He goes, I left the Polish power in the hotel room. He's a good sport, that guy. Yeah. So, but you could, I cannot be happier for a guy with Glovitics art. Yeah. It was just phenomenal, man. Um, let's talk about what other fights are we talking about? Talked about Islam, um, Hamzat Shemaev. Uh, Islam, Islam's looking phenomenal. Yes, a, he how is. How many in a row is that? Antonio's going to write. Is it nine? I want to say nine if I remember. Nine. Right. nine. It's uh, nine. And he's look, he looks phenomenal. And for what he did to Dan Hooker, Jimmy, put that cup down, Jimmy. Look at the cup. Look at the cup for a second. Don't do that. What you is drink Halloween? What? Chip is fucking. Chipperatu. I'm just drinking. Can't enjoy my beverage. Listen, me and Phoenix got to talk about something really quick. All right. Ready, Jimmy? Yes. Go. Go. What you guys are talking about? <clears throat> Jimmy. What? Ready? Go. That's me. Reluctantly, reluctantly singing it. <laughs> I didn't want to sing it, but I made it. Just like you eat spinach. Eat it. I don't want to eat my. I don't want to ah, eat the spinach. Ah. Anyway, listen. Sorry, sorry you had to see that. <laughs> I want to see Dune. I'm actually going to see it now. Yes. I enjoyed Dune so much. My former uh, opponent, well, um babs was in it i'm sorry phoenix are you <clears throat> you know babs's last name i will butcher it and i don't <laughs> this, you're gonna read it god i was i wasn't gonna bring that up I, you weren't I wasn't gonna bring it up 100 oh i was gonna bring now okay there's a fight scene in this it's good and first of all the fight i love this fucking movie and the action that was in it is Jimmy? It's 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 excellent. It, it's yeah. but it's not an action pack like Marvel like popcorn flick. It's not like no. it's people. No. That's why people say it's a little slow. It's it's got to explain the story, the lore, and whatnot. Right. But, but the acting is phenomenal. Phenomenal. I fucking Josh Brolin is like oh so good. That's my favorite scene when he's, when he's trading him. When he's trading, that him, is my favorite ball. scene of the whole movie. Love it. Oh, yeah. At one point, he's like, "Maybe I'm not just in the, I'm, I'm, Paul, the lead character. Uh, maybe I'm I'm just not in the mood." I in this part, I actually I I filmed it on my phone when I was watching on HBO Max because that it it got my skin going, it got my, mm-hmm. my nipples on. It was what his mood got to do with it. Yeah. You fight when the nest is set. When wait, hold on, I'm gonna watch it right now. We might have to cut this out, but you guys, let me tell you something, Jimmy. Is this, this gonna be the end of the movie? This out. It's 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 towards the beginning. It's okay. so fucking good. But this is one of the best fight scenes I've seen in a while. Cut this out. Listen, hold on. Let's, this is how much I like it. We're gonna cut this out because we probably get sued because we can't play it. Fuck yeah! What has mood got to do with it? And people that didn't hear it because I played it on my little thing, I don't think you saw it. He's the kid saying, "Ah, oh, maybe I'm not in the mood." What has mood got to do with it? Mm-hmm. You fight when the necessary. I can't pronounce that last word. Yeah. And they're doing Kali, I think, uh, generally like a Balintawak style of Kali, Eskrima. It is so, I, I, I'm upset. I just, it was just so good. The fight scenes are really that good. And, and Josh Brolin, um, that, that scene we're talking about that I just yep. it was so good. So That's my favorite scene in the whole movie. The, it, it, the, the characters, Jimmy, 
the action, the story, and a gang. Uh, I'm gonna tell Antonio to um, Google Babs. Um, something with an O. Osulumaka. Yep, pronounce like that. that to me. Pronounce that. To me. I don't. He's Nigerian. I just don't remember how to say the last name. Can you see it? It's written down on the bottom there. Uh, Babs. Osulumaka. I don't. Yeah. Babs. Olusunmukan. I'm happy. Now, people are like, why are you bringing up Babs? Who is this Babs character? He's talented. He's very talented. I'm very happy for, like, an old rival of mine <laughs> to be doing so well in Hollywood. He was great in this movie. He was. He was great when, I don't want to say what he did in the scene, but he had a, he had a fight scene. And it was, great fight scene. And I even, like, I like when he was telling him, you should be welcoming my blade. Like, he was telling, he's a good actor. Mm-hmm. And it has yeah. nothing to do with me competing with him back in the day. When I'll tell you, when he had that fight scene, I had a flashback with me. It's like we were both in our geese again, locked up. It wasn't on the planet Arrakis and in Dune when the big sandworms. That's not where I faced Babs. It also wasn't science fiction, Jimmy. It was real life in a jujitsu match. Rival schools, Team Henzo Gracie, Team Alliance. Bad blood, Jimmy. Mm -hmm. Bad blood. I'm not talking about the movie. I'm talking about real life. I'm talking about my journey. Me and Babs on a straight fucking collision course. Drop Sianagi. <laughs> Jimmy, <laughs> ask me what happened in that match. I already know. Drop Sianagi. <clears throat> anyway, Minotauro. If you type Minotauro was the ref, it was out of Connecticut. And me and this and this gentleman, Babs, we're cool now. I haven't really seen him in the last decade. But when I did see him at a jiu-jitsu tournament since this, we were very cool. But at the time, we were both young guns. We were in our 20s. And uh, this is something like, this is literally over 20 years ago. And we and he was, uh, I believe, a purple belt in Alliance. And I was, I believe, just got my brown belt in uh, the Henzo. And we had, uh, uh, we, we went a uh, super fight at a Naga. So if you type into YouTube, Matt Sarah versus Babs, you'll see myself versus Babs. And we had a nice jujitsu match. No spoilers. Well, what else did you like about the movie? Oh, back to that. It's not about me and my glory. I, oh, I love that Babs was in it. But what did I like about it? Let me tell you something. I, there's a 1984 movie by David Lynn. Uh, Finch. David Lynch, Finch. David Lynch. Help me out, guys. You don't know who the fuck that is? David Lynch? Yeah, anyway. sure. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> he did a 1984 movie of, of Doom with Sting in it and this and that. I wasn't a big fan. I couldn't get through it. You know, I revisited since I seen this and I'm oh no, it's like a, you know, a corny um it, it wasn't a you know, it was like a, a cheesy kind of like 80s sci-fi flick. But this movie, I from all right, how about this? The score, the music, that was a little sensitive, sensitive to your ears, a little, a little loud. I love the music. It was great. It's just loud. It, I love the way it looked. It was gorgeous. Yeah. It's very Kubrick esque, Jim. Yeah, I'll right? definitely see it's it. Like cinematically, you're looking at the scenery for like long stretches of time, but it's It's gorgeous. It's yeah. the same director that did Blade Runner twenty forty nine. So it has that sort of grainy, you know, um, real world feel to it. But it's, it, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful film. It's probably going to win every freaking award possible when, when that award season comes out. The, 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 I've heard the director of the, uh, 
the Dark Knight series that I like. What's his name? Uh, Christopher Nolan. Yes. He was talking about it so, and, and just praising it. You know? Yeah. I remember that. And I say, I watch stuff on, I watch other reviews and something that keeps coming up a lot is they're calling it like a, not that Star Wars isn't for adults, but they're calling it like a Star Wars for adults. Yeah. Yeah. I know, Jimmy, I know the Christmas special for Star Wars wasn't exactly. It's the best thing. That's George Lucas's soul. That's who he is. <laughs> no, it, it's absolutely not. But listen to me. It's like it, they say Star Wars for adults, Game of Thrones in space. Those are some of the things that were thrown around there. And dude, I get it. You're going to see a lot of influences that that came from this movie. Because if you're watching it and you didn't know, you'd be like, oh, that's kind of, you know, talking about him being the one and this kid. And that's kind of reminds me of Matrix. Oh, they're, they're using this thing called the voice, the mind trick people, and they make them do things. That kind of reminds me of Star Wars, The Force. But you got to realize this thing. This it came book, out first. This book by Frank Herbert. Yeah. This came out in like the 60s. Yeah. So, all hell, Dune. Watch this movie, yeah. and then type in Matt Sarah versus Babs. The watch by <laughs> only kidding. Hey, sure, check it out. God damn, I like a good trap saying Aggie. I just told my kids that. Anyway, guys, I I recommend it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I give it like Jimmy likes to say, like my review. I give it two comores behind the back. I'll never do that again. That's not, <laughs> that's not what I. Yeah, yeah. It, was good. it was good. Anybody good. want to help me out? You guys, are we ending? I feel like Jimmy. Is this no, no, we're ending. But I, 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 I want to see the movie, so I have to see it before I can, you know. Anything? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you know what they say. What? I'm the fucking ranger of reviews. <laughs> Listen to me, Phoenix. Give me another jingle. What else you got? You, you're the what up? I don't have any jingles for you today. I'm very thrown off course. I like <laughs> such a. You are so positive. You're I the, am. You are the princess of positivity. Yeah. I will take that with honors. <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> Thank you, Phoenix. What are you promoting, too? By the way. Oh man, I got some stuff coming up, but I can't say yet. So just oh, follow okay. me on Instagram and all those social media channel media channels. And when I can say, I will say. But uh, that's what I'm working on, and. And uh, some acting projects in the mix, and I'm just, you know, I'm hustling, trying Good. to trying to make some moves. Now, hold on, that's very mysterious. Mm. I know. Like if Jim, you go, what's going on? I go, hey, listen, something's in the works. You're gonna be like, mm, what's going on here? So, if I contact you later, you're gonna let me know what's going on because I'm excited for you. I'm not gonna yeah, say, yeah, for sure. I'll let you know. I, you know, I, you don't want to, you don't want to like say things until deals until are it's done. done on the same way. Yep. Yeah. Very smart. Deals are done. You don't want to jinx it. And you know, I'm hustling. I'm, you know, I've been freelance looking for work for a while, picking up things here and there. So we'll see what happens. Last thing I worked was, uh, the Tyron Woodley, Jake Paul fight. I, thought, I texted you after that. I thought you did. A, yeah. I Thank you, you. That was fun. I hope I did. I thought I messaged you. I remember thinking, I'm like, look at Phoenix is doing great over here. Yeah. I had a good time. I had a really you know, good time. You don't freeze underneath the bright lights. You don't get like, oh, because you're so natural with this sport. You've been in it for so long. It, that's what it takes, man. It just takes putting your reps in. You know, the person I was five years ago is not even who I am now. You just got to hustle and keep putting your reps in. The, the, the princess of persistence. That's what I call you. I'll take that too. <laughs> All right, Jimmy, what do you want to plug? Oh, nothing. I'm going to be at Caroline's this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh, Jimmy, I'm, I'm going to come. Okay, well, text me. I'll make sure I'll leave you a ticket. Okay. All right, or two, or two of course. Just text me let me know. Okay. 
Awesome. I mean, SarahBJJ.com. I like the yep. six. That's the way people remember. How can I get a Matt Sarah Kamora Savage t-shirt? What about those new Sarah B? What about the what he's wearing right now? Oh, there's a little armpit stains. What about what he's looking at the shirt? Man, that's Where nice. Get it. Where can I get that? I, I forgot what it was. Do you go to SarahBJJ.com for that? Yeah, but sing it though for a second. Sing, sing that Sarah BJJ. SarahBJJ.com. SarahBJJ.com. Jimmy, your turn. SarahBJJ.com. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> it was a great show. Goodbye. Bye. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.